Hi everyone, welcome back to What the Fintech, your Fintech Feel Good Show. Join us every week for an engaged discussion with Asian tech figures to discuss about entrepreneurship, emerging technologies, customer engagements, and partnerships. And uh, today we have Eddie, Eddie from Broom. How are you, Eddie? Very, very good. Thank you for having me today. I'm, uh, I'm really happy to have you because I know you from a long time and you have a very interesting background here in Hong Kong. Um, one of the things I would like to ask you before we start this interview is, can you introduce yourself, please? Of course, of course. Uh, so my name is Eddie, as you know, uh, not Maddie, but Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I was made in China, like a lot of cell phone products. And then uh, I went to Singapore and US for you know, schooling and living and working. And then eventually end up with uh, Hong Kong, such uh, uh, amazing places where, you know, uh, Eastern, China, uh, Eastern and the Western culture will be in conjunction here. Um, you know, uh, I've been, uh, my, my backgrounds was from, uh, insurance backgrounds. Uh, when I started my career, I was, you know, uh, as this is no more, you know, uh, management associate, uh, doing insurance jobs. Um, you know, it's, for me, it's, uh, it's interesting to get uh, a lot of things learning. Um, you know, but, uh, at the same time, so I get bored easily. And then, so after that, I quit my job and started different, you know, ventures, startups, and uh, for different industries. So in Hong Kong, you have worked for first companies that you are created in 2016, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and after this, you work also for another platforms uh, um, uh, with uh, various uh, um, technology companies, right? Or telecom companies. Yeah. Could you explain a bit more what you have done before and uh, how you came to uh, to work to Bloom? Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, you know, all my uh, past ventures are actually uh, trying to solve some problems for people as myself. So um, my first startup, uh, its name is called Haycoins. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, for people living in Hong Kong, like me, you know, um, I'm, I don't really particularly like cash uh, because, you know, I easily, uh, to forget, bring the cash with me. It, it, like, I end up with have a lot of love for coins. So my first stop was just solve the people's pain points where they collect a lot of coins, which they don't know where and how to spend it. So we end up with eventually have the solution to, you know, to have the kiosk uh, where put everywhere in Hong Kong to collect those uh, coins automatically and then convert into digital currencies. This was really super helpful at that time. I remember I really enjoyed to use this kiosk everywhere in Hong Kong, like in Central, uh, uh, Causeway Bay or even Hong Kong, right? Yeah, yeah that, that was an interesting experience uh, because, you know, this is my first startup. And then it's combined with uh, software and hardware. For me, I'm like, you know, insurance backgrounds or the business backgrounds. I don't really particularly know all the tech stuff. So when I started the first one, uh, first startup, I went to Shenzhen and then, you know, Guangdong areas to, you know, for there for three months, just for figuring out how it works and how, how I should assemble all the things together. So, you know, after several months, we made it. And then, but uh, I mean, the first prototype was uh, not that good because, you know, counting speed, everything was not was particularly accurate. But it was then spent so much time to getting things out and it's worked. It worked well. And then, and I served the people in Hong Kong who could have happy about it, actually. And after this, you work also for another company. The name was a uh, Hip Park, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, can you just explain what you are doing there? Yeah. So actually, uh, after my start, first startup, and then I went to uh, sort of a big corporate world uh, to drive different innovation project. Uh, so one of them is uh, it's called HeyPar. is actually uh, combined, you know, it's, a, it's actually a platform to, uh, to serving all the different 
uh, SMEs, particularly in the FMB industries, where we're providing a lot of you know digital ordering, digital payments for them to solve a lot of uh, you know operational issues, increase their operation efficiencies, and then at the same time I have the chance to work at the Marks Bank as well, uh, you know, with one of the virtual banks in Hong Kong. So I was uh, you know very very early. You know, uh, I was a staff, uh, not staff actually, but a contributor, you know, to build a bank together. It's quite interesting. Yeah. And now you're working for Bloom for more than a year. Yeah. Uh, can you just explain what is Bloom and what you are doing exactly on the market in Hong Kong? Yeah. So uh, Bloom is, um, I would classify it as, uh, as a rewards program. So it's actually a Visa car rewards program. So what particular is about it is actually, uh, it's changed the, uh, how people perceive the rewards program entirely. So normally, uh, if you're in Hong Kong, uh, that you, 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 you have so many different loyalty programs in the world, uh, in Hong Kong. Uh, but how, how does we Bloom can standing things out? I think it fundamentally is about a customer experience. Uh, because normally, if you go to different you know, shops, they usually request you, do you have this program? Do you have that program, right? And then, and then you have to show your, you know, open your app and scan your QR code for just, you know, reconciliation, the verifications. So uh, we actually, you know, find it's, uh, it's quite hassle sometimes. And then you, you don't really particularly want to bring your phone out sometimes and easily lose your points for the actual spending, right? So so our solution is pretty simple. So we found Visa and then we, we have such, uh, um, you know, um, I would say it's automatically rebating system set up along with every Visa card transactions you have. So basically how it works is you, 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 you can link with you any of your Hong Kong issued Visa card to our app Bloom. After that, you're good to go. So you can spend with your Visa card online, offline. You can use Apple Pay, Google Pay, Samsung Pay, link with that Visa card. You can spend anywhere. And then we'll be automatically collecting all the, your spending loyalty program, which is our Bloom coins for you. And then essentially you use that Bloom coins to exchange different, you know, merchants, coupons, vouchers, including some uh, Web3, you know, assets like NFT and the cryptocurrencies. When you start, I saw a lot of boom about uh, your company with, yeah. uh, you know, like uh, the kind of campaign that the bank can do for credit card here in Hong Kong. Um, can you just explain a bit what was the journey for you from uh, day one to now? Sorry? What was the journey for you with Bloom from like for the customer perspective from the day one to now? Yeah. Uh, so the journey was interesting. So uh, at the day one, uh, we had the concept, which is so we uh, trying to build a scenario, uh, which, you know, when you work into different shopping malls and then uh, you can spend at the, at the different shopping mall and then you earn rebates. So that's the first experimental project that we had. It's called Cross More Rebate. Uh, that's the first Bloom's, you know, I would say first battle. And then we did very well because we connected with the 11 malls in Hong Kong, including very top tier malls like Elements, K11s. And then we also connect with some very residential malls like TMT Plaza. So we've been observing uh, how was the people's reactions, how was, uh, you know, merchants' reactions, how was the malls' reactions, we're observing how this uh, new innovative things can bring the new customer experience for everyone. What, where, what's, where is our, you know, value proposition would be? So at the first stage, uh, we, uh, you know, running this 11 more campaigns, super successful. And then after that, we, we found a very interesting, uh, I mean, I mean, normal, what could be interesting observations is uh, um, we're actually serving, let's say, 100 merchants, tenants in a mall. But uh, when people go there, they only spend like 20% of the merchants. 
uh, which is contributing at 80% of the GMVs we drive for the entire malls. So we start thinking about, you know, how could we leverage, you know, such a, a behavior of the people to bring more value to the merchants, to the mall together. So after that, we, our broom has been uh, reforming ourselves. So we change our direction from providing services to malls, and then we provided more services to the merchant and the brand itself. So with the brand itself, it's actually, we actually provide more value to them by driving more people who you know, spend particularly at that brand. You know, for example, right now, we're actually serving more than almost all the uh, you know, cinema city, cinemas in Hong Kong. So you go any cinemas in Hong Kong, you get a, a automatically rebate by spending your normal Visa card. It doesn't change any of your behavior, but you get actual rebates. Um, so why not? So people are just happy and sign up. And how's the idea came for this company to just you know start the product? Do you have like a, a kind of origin story for it? Yeah, so you know Hong Kong has been uh, uh, you know have been going through very tough years lately. So everything's you know social unrest and then COVID hit. So the economy is so bad. And then so when we think about it, how how can do something about it with our own power? Mm-hmm. And then we start thinking you know my backgrounds, my passive uh, you know working. Um, you know, history was like, you know, payments, right? So I'm thinking, well, I was thinking about what I can do with the, you know, all the payment technologies and then, you know, how can we leverage that? Because if you want to like a rebooting the economies, you have to make people to spend, right? So when you're spending more for from the users and the merchants can get better, especially SMEs can get better. And then all the large corporations can get even better as well. So I think these are positive changes uh, which we can drive. So uh, me and my uh, partners, Justin, we, we went to find visas and I say, hey, can we do something together? And then visa said, hey, cool. Uh, we have exactly the technology services that you guys probably need. And then, and then we just form, you know, deeply as a strategic partnership. And then we start running it together at the beginning. So the whole thing we started is, can we do some bigger, solve some bigger pinpoints, which is, uh, you know, the entire Hong Kong economy has. But, uh, but, you know, this is uh, not only Hong Kong's, you know, economy's problem, but also over the world, you know, uh, because of the COVID, things got really, really bad. So I'm pretty sure that's uh, how our company can bring the value to them is the blooming that economy's back. That's the reason why we name ourselves Bloom. <laughs> Very good name. Um, can you also explain a bit what is the ecosystem of Bloom? We are working with virtual banks. You're also part of a big group as well. So maybe you can give us uh, some of uh, the information we need to understand about that particular ecosystem here. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so we come from two parts, ecosystems. Uh, one part is uh, you know, car issuers. Uh, whoever issued Visa cards in Hong Kong or anywhere in the world, uh, because essentially all, all our transactions have to be made through that particular channels and network. So um, you know that is one of the stakeholders. The second stakeholders we have is different merchant and brands that we have because they are the the you know I would say the content uh, for people to shop right to spend with the money with. So our 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 goal is the connecting all the car issuers and the merchants most mostly. So with our technology, automatic rebate, you know, because we we actually have the, um, you know, different variety of the offers. Like say for the merchants, we can provide, you know, crypto rewards to them, which is super, super new for them because uh, a lot of people in, 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 in Hong Kong was all knowing that I can earn, you know, 
you know, loyalty points. I can learn, you know, maybe cash rebate, you know, some discounts with cash coupons from spending at a particular merchant. But, 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 you know, with all the Web3 going on, too many, you know, younger are more into, you know, these sectors. Uh, so they were still thinking, can I can own and uh, learn how to use cryptocurrencies? Can I get more information about it? But it comes back to, you know, the opportunity cost is too high to purchase one, you know, per, uh, you know, you know, where you invest one of the cryptocurrencies. So uh, instead, they will be learning, I can get it more with lower opportunity cost. So we're thinking, we're starting thinking, injecting that concept into our behavior, uh, you know, uh, you know, customer journey so that when people spend, they can either choose, you know, I can get a cash rebate, you know, NFTs, I can get why not uh, cryptocurrencies? I mean, for, for merchants, it's a super interesting marketing concept. You know, thinking about it before you eating a burger and then you get a loyalty points. You know, boring. But now you say, hey, if eating a burger, you get a Bitcoin. That, that, that's crazy. That's, a, that's, a, that's something new, right? The people would like to know about it. So that, that's kind of a value of our Bloom want to inject to the merchants. Things are changing and everything has to change. And how is that the idea to have NFTs or crypto coming to that kind of loyalty programs came to you? Is it from like survey to your customers or is maybe because you receive some message from your customers base? Uh, I would say that uh, because my, myself, I've been observing all the you know, development of Web3 so many times so, uh, for, for a while. Uh, I've been seeing that uh, so many successful companies uh, like crypto.com, like in US, there's a company called Fold. Um, they actually issuing their own Visa card by uh, rewarding people with a you know crypto back. So uh, with such simple and the beautiful uh, you know services offered, and the people love it, and the people are starting earning different cryptocurrencies and get into that world. Um, so with that, you think about a crypto.com when they started for such a, such a short time and then they have so many users ready just because of that. And then, so for us, it's a learning, right? So if crypto.com were full, they just easy, easy, uh, issuing their own Visa card that can reach such huge volume base of the users. Uh, but think about us, if we can leverage entire uh, Visa cards, car issuer network and the Visa cards technologies, and then we can do much bigger things and a much uh, bigger things in socially good way. So, um, you know, that's how, how we think about it, how we should bring something new to the, to the market. Um, how did you develop your product? Because you have a couple of products right now on the platform, so it's interesting to see how you develop it. Do you do some iteration? Do you do customer survey? Do you bring your, your client base here uh, to your office? Or do you have, like, any workshop with any of the company you are working with? Mm -hmm. uh, we listen to customers, you know. I love to chat with customers who complain our services, right? So I want to know where the problem is. So uh, it's not like particularly like a survey things. I would like to help the people to um, help them, uh, essentially to help us, right? So because when they use our product, so we have, um, you know, Bloom uh, 1.0, 2.2, 2.0, 3.0 is coming up. So every generation of the product, you know, uh, um, you know, involvement, uh, is actually from the customer's voice. So I speak with, uh, you know, almost uh, several hundred of the, our customers and say, do you understand our product? Uh, is any pain point that when you're using the product, do you, do you feel comfortable to link your Visa card? Right? Anything we can improve, right? Because we are actually in the uh, formal um, partnership with Visa, uh, but because of our brand name, our company is small. So people are still a little bit um, not that confident 
really to link their Visa card to us. So we have to, you know, really build a trust. So how could we do it? So this really takes time and then um, things like that. So I have to, you know, solve that by building a better product as well as customer experience and the confidence and in terms of our security level as well. So everything is all around it. So in terms of product building, it has to, for me and our team is really listen to the customers itself. Um, and do you have like some data about your customers? I remember when uh, I saw your companies uh, coming on the market last year, the growth was incredible. Do you know how many active members you have, monthly members you have using your application? Yeah, we have uh, almost 60-digit uh, number of users at now at okay. Hong Kong. Impressive. Yeah, so um, I think for us, it's, uh, it takes a little bit of time and then energy to really educate a user because, like I said earlier, so people are expecting, um, you know, when you get loyalty points, you're actually scanning kind of a QR code, things that really not like uh, uh, maybe they, they get used to it. So we we'll have to spend really a time to to educate three words, you know, Link, span, and earn. So it sounds easy, right? But think about link. So it's it's need a trust, and then and they have to really bring their visa card out, and to key in their credentials, and to link that card with us. There's such a huge trust. So we spend so much time on that, and it's it's it has to be built out on the word of mouth, the customer experience, and then you know when I always tell my team, it's like. If you have a great product, you don't have to sell it. People, you use will sell it for you. It's just like Apple, right? So, um, you know, you have such a great experience at Apple, you will recommend me, hey, Eddie, you should try Apple tomorrow. You should try, you know, AirPod, you know, because it's so easy, so convenient, right? So so for us, it's uh, really, really uh, spend so much time and then to educating user and build a polish the product. And of course, learn from the market, learn from the you know, our, you know, campaigns, different campaigns. Uh, we have fair time, we have a successful moment, uh, but all come from different, you know, learning curves. Can you share a bit more about your successful moment, uh, the campaign you are super proud of it uh, since the beginning? Yeah, uh, I think of the first product we had is Cross More campaign. That 11 more campaign is super, super powerful. And uh, because of that, we have uh, we groomed a lot of users. And it's not easy job because you think about how people are thinking about Nobody knows what what Bloom is, right? It's not we're not at the very beginning. People are thinking about it. You are you guys selling flowers <laughs> because okay. the name is yeah, Bloom, yeah, yeah. right? And then and then after that, you know, I spent so much time on educating the customer, you know, tenants, merchants, and then after that, so uh, we are sort of uh, made, made it because of the campaign and then the supporting from the malls. That that's the first successful moment that we had. Um, the second one is I think it's a way we've been spending so much time on building our upcoming, uh, you know, crypto rewards program, uh, which hasn't launched yet. But uh, I'm super, super confident it will be draw a lot of attentions in the market uh, because, um, you know, uh, that that one will spend so much time on the getting out, you know, security, uh, you know, uh, really how 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 would a customer uh, experience would be. And all the different algorithms, all the different bridge APIs built with different, you know, uh, ecosystem players. So I'm sure that will be uh, uh, upcoming the big hit for us. When we spoke before this interview, you share a lot of information about crypto rewards program, uh, gaining popularity, and also about uh, credit cards adopters for crypto rewards. Yeah. Could you just share a bit more about what you feel from the, like what you have seen on the market and what you expect to do with uh, Bloom here in Hong Kong or in Asia? I think in the markets, credit card industry uh, are interesting 
you know, um, Kotaka is something really blended in our life, daily life already. So everybody using it. But uh, how could you bring more, um, I would say, fun to the customers, right? Um, the customer right now, right now nowadays, they doesn't, they, they don't look for uh, like a redemption e-commerce systems, right? Um, they don't look for okay, uh, uh, what I can use my points, right? They they're looking for the scenario. They they look for the value behind. Right? Why should I use your car versus other companies' credit cards, right? And you also think about this can be referring to the virtual bank versus you know traditional bank, right? So why are people using virtual bank? Rather than rather than you know uh, traditional bit, because of the value of services is is you know so quick customer experience and then as well as you know better product services right. So for us it's the same. So when I look at the market, um, all the credit cards offering pretty much the similar things, which is uh, you know loyalty points, uh, you know or the, you know cash coupons, cash rebates. Really not something really surprised me. But uh, when I saw you know the company like Crypto.com. And the fold, this company really are uh, make a change. I would say make a change in a way is it offers something as a potential economic benefits to the user. Because think about it, if you get the cryptocurrency by spending at those uh, um, you know credit cards uh, or, or debit cards, you get the you know you get an interest of the different volatility of the market. You know it could be high, it could be low. Right, uh, but you know, if it's, if it's a craps, that's uh, that's cost nothing for the for the user as well. But it's interesting that you'll be seeing, observing, learning something new, right? So and then you'll be engaged with the community to say, oh, it's, uh, you know, Bitcoin is going down today, Bitcoin is going up tomorrow, and then you can you have more interesting to know what what what's behind that uh, technology like blockchain, right? Behind the cryptocurrency, which is the blockchain. So I would think that's interesting for for a lot of people to starting thinking about. Uh, you know the value behind that rewards program because rewards program. Think about that. I did my own math. So if I really accumulated the air miles, um, you know, air miles from by spending my credit cards was, uh, I, I I think my miles actually actually uh, uh, inflated. So so I never know like how much my you know how, how many air tickets I can exchange with my existing mileage, and then so I started use it more and more because. Um, you know, travel hit it, and I cannot do anything about it. So that that, that I think it happens to a lot of people. Yeah. Um, I would like to ask some questions about your teams right now. Um, yeah. How big is your team? Are everyone's based only in Hong Kong? Do you are you planning to expand some maybe in Thailand, Singapore, or the rest of Asia? Yeah. Uh, so we have roughly thirty people at the moment. Uh, half of them actually located into in China, which is uh, our engineers, you know, product teams, and half of them are actually located in Hong Kong, which is in charge of you know uh, business operations, marketing, uh, as well as uh, you know uh, strategic partnership. And in in terms of uh, um, tech teams, is it like twenty percent, fifty percent, or eighty percent of your company? Fifty percent. Fifty percent of the company. Yeah. But I also look for, you know, because um, uh, we work with Visa mm-hmm. and then we're also in the world of the, uh, you know, sort of a digital asset. So it's definitely very global. So our next move is actually going to um, the countries like Singapore, Australia, and New Zealand to the first try uh, as a, a international expansions. Uh, we'd like to offer our product services there. And then, you know, this is simply because, you know, that's English speaking countries and then, and then, you know, people in the penetration of the credit card, they're super high. And then, so that's the reason why I pick up these places. Yeah. 
What is the best part of running your company right now? Best part? Yes. Well, I think um, it's a good question. Uh, I think it's friendship and then uh, the enjoyment that I have with my team. Um, you know, oftentimes uh, people talk about success because um, you know how many users you have, right? How how many how much money you generated? For me, I think the most exciting moment, uh, successful moment, is like uh, we can build the things together, and then the relationship we, we, and we had is is great. And then uh, all the things we experience, uh, including good moment, bad moment, stressful moment, they're all happy for me. So that that's a super best part of my my this startup so far. And uh, what makes a great team for you? I think trust, super, super important. So if you small, if you're a small team, you're finding a startup, uh, you're gonna make sure that uh, you trust the people that you work with. Um, and then even, even uh, they are not maybe professional in, in, in the industry or in, in, in the area they're being charged. But I think people grow and then, and then also, you know, we don't know everything, right? If you hire somebody, you better just let them to handle the jobs and let them to grow and then to learn from everything together. So I think that that trust is super, super important. Um, a lot of people coming here explain to me that they spend a lot of time to try to uh, still do interviews with a potential candidate for their company or they try to give at least like a couple of hours on their agenda for recruitment. Um, do you take care of this part as well in your company right now? Uh, which part, sorry? A recruitment, hiring of people. Yeah, yeah, I do. Uh, most of my um, teams right now, as you hire directly by me, uh, the first interview is me. Okay. Um, because uh, I like to meet with people. I like to know how they think about a company, how they think about uh, us. Um, because I think if I don't think this candidate is culturally fit with the team, I don't want to waste his or her time, as well as our team's time, HR's time to interview with him or her. And what is the DNA of your company? Because you just speak about culture. So what kind of value do you drive into your company yeah. and how you, you, you share it with your teams? Um, I always say bloom. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it's uh, such, such a good word. Uh, it's deeply embedded with everyone, every candidate will be interviewed with. Everyone who joined our company, uh, I see them blooming. Blooming in the ways they, they groom themselves better and then they groom the companies better. Um, and then I think, um, you know, that's simply, to put it in that way, Bloom is the best NDAA in our team. If we come back to your company, um, I know that you're working with Visa, you mentioned it a couple of times here, and also sometimes you collaborate with banks or you collaborate with uh, malls in Hong Kong. What is the biggest difficulties for you to collaborate with these large companies, especially when we came to uh, partnerships and the creation of ecosystems? Mm. Uh, for now, I think for me personally, uh, is uh, international expansions. Mm, because peers in my startup or companies are all, uh, you know, resonated and located, focused in Hong Kong. But now, you know, you know, things get really changed so quickly. And then we have to, you know, really expand in the business uh, in other countries. Uh, in a way, it has such bigger market, such potentials there. But uh, it also means a huge challenge for me and our teams because we never know what's going to come around the corner. Uh, you know, we never know what will be happening uh, about different, you know, payments landscape, as well as, you know, uh, you know, how it changes the different cryptocurrencies, as well as NFT market. We're just right on the road. 
Okay, interesting. Um, when you use you, it comes to uh, to large institutions. How do you help them to rethink about the loyalty with the customers, but also um, working on digital solutions? Because most of the malls, for example, they still have the small tickets, right? Uh, that uh, they give when you buy, uh, or maybe they're part of a program, right? So how do you help them to rethink about their um, loyalty solutions? Uh, humbly speaking, I, I don't think we can help them uh, to rethink their strategy as well as their products because I, I think uh, each of the financial institutions know their customers best, know their clients best. So uh, I think everyone just finding the different customer segments that that fits their business model better. So I would say people are picky mm-hmm. and the people nowadays doesn't really have the loyalties because there's so much offering in the market. So uh, what wins out is how you provide a value to the customers. I always say to my team, like, you know, uh, our value proposition is still connecting people from Web 2 to Web 3. So we also classify ourselves as Web 2.5. Okay, <laughs> you know, you know, like yes, um, we, we're facing a lot of people who has interest to know more about crypto world, know about what is NFT, including some very very young 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 you know generations. Um, but it comes to the cost, they think they will be hesitant. Like I say, oh, I don't want to spend like five thousand dollars to buy bitcoins or Ethereum because they would consider it like an investment, really, and then and they'll be hesitant. They just refuse everything out. And the same as NFT, right? So you have to buy it, you have to trade it, you have to really pay for your tuition fee for it. So, so people are hesitated. So where our position in the 2.5 is like, you don't have to spend anything. Go spend your Visa card, earn your rewards, convert to cryptocurrency, learn, convert, you know, redeem NFT, and then start trading it, see how it goes, right? So, so we have a lot of people who are actually have the interest, but doesn't really have to have the chance to try, you know, all the Web3 stuff. So we're happy to be that position for now. Okay, interesting. Um, I see what you mean when you say uh, 2.5. Uh, it's, it's, it's interesting. Um, one of my questions would be, uh, do you have any common myth of, you know, like ur- urban legends that you thought would be really, you know, um, um, Happening somewhere in your industry, and finally, it's not happening, and you were super surprised about it. In 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 the payment, yeah, in the payment space, or uh, yeah, you know, um, when 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 back to 2015, right? So all the all the payments blooming in Hong Kong, and then um, I was thinking about um, you know, people are get should be able to adopt these technology payments much quicker uh, than it should be today. Right, I think right now Hong Kong, because of consumption vouchers, really give a huge push to the payment side of the uh, customer behavior. Uh, so I think that really comes really late than than I expected. And the second part, I think, is um, uh, cryptocurrencies acceptance. Uh, I think it's not just about Hong Kong, but uh, about uh, over the world globally. Because um, in the myth that people say cryptocurrency should be a currency, right? Uh, by definitions, but actually. Um, People nowadays trading is actually asset, created a digital asset, becomes like a tradable asset. Um, so I think that's really turns out not as expected as everyone. Even the you know Satoshi thinks it's not as the, he thinks, right? So um, for me, it's also surprised. But we will see because a lot of um, uh, changes in the market, 
and a lot of companies, um, you know, be building different scenarios uh, on on the different side of the payments as well as connecting different parts. I, I think we'll be, I'll be very very looking forward to what's happening around the corner. And my next question is, what's next for you? So, <laughs> um, I think next for me is firstly I would say um, try to build a good company cultures uh, to ensure everybody is enjoying you know uh, the works. And then as well as left better. Uh, second of all is expanding team uh, to different world, uh, different part of sports, including so let's start from Singapore. And because uh, we really think Singapore has a huge potential, like Hong Kong, as our first stepping stone um, to connect the other side of the world as a first trial. Um, yeah, personally, I think uh, my next move is uh, trying to find a, a time to really get married with my wife. Because we, we really don't have the time to, you know, to celebrate. Even we're engaged, but we haven't signed a paper. We haven't really, you know, have found the time to, you know, just because of COVID. You know, that's personal for me. Yeah, you need to take time for yourself as well. Right? <laughs> yeah. Um, I think we are close to the end of this interview, but I have a couple of questions for you just to conclude this one. Um, mm-hmm. Do you have any piece of advice for anyone listening to this interview? Uh, yeah, I think... Uh, for, for anyone who is interested on your program, definitely who is interested in the fintech. I think fintech industry is become more and more mature right now. So different different you know people are be, different companies being be, uh, being playing different parts. So I think uh, for now, um, if people who just generally uh, listen uh, you know interested in fintech, that's great uh, because uh, we can learn different things from you from the speakers. But if you're in the industry, I think. Um, my advice is uh, better to pick up the one of the uh, product line or one of the stream to really focus deeply, you know, diving to learn more um, in, in the industries uh, and how what's happening because there's so many things going on in the market already. So you don't want to miss anything because industry really get bigger and bigger and then people in the industry becomes more professional. So I think um, that's that's my advice and I will do it as well. Um, you mentioned you're still hiring people. What kind of people are you looking right now? Do you have like any kind of uh, project manager you're looking for, business developers or tech? I think we're hiring all kinds of people. Um, uh, I think uh, for me, is uh, we look for you know who uh, really make a ch- want to make a change, uh, who would like to uh, leverage uh, whether it's own past experience. Regardless of different you know, banking experience, or different retailing experience, or even existing in you know crypto side of the world, want to join you know to become like a connector between Web two and Play, we're happy to have a chat. You know, really to learn from each other. So in general, you know, product team, uh, tech team, business, um, you know, guys, or all, all, all these different talents. Yeah. And uh, where can they reach out to you or to your company? I just find me on LinkedIn. You know. Yeah, it's easy. It's Eddie Rong, uh, R-O-N-G. Easy to find. That's probably so far as the only Eddie Rong I found in LinkedIn. <laughs> uh, I will share your 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 link of your of your profile. Um, where people can learn about you as well? Do you have a blog? Do you share some articles time to times, or like maybe it's only on LinkedIn? Uh, most of my uh, past history is actually listed on LinkedIn, mm-hmm. uh, where you can just simply Google me, uh, uh, Eddie Rong. You might find some funny videos, interviews, and then and articles about me, uh, how I founded my first startup, second startup, and then this one. So, yeah. I think people must learn a lot from you, uh, especially on your 
entrepreneurship journey, right? It's a, it's a rich run that you got and you are one of the first and young entrepreneurs in the fintech space uh, back then in 2016. Uh, well, I mean, it's just uh, I'm trying to, um, you know, make some change, I think. Because uh, my, my motto is always like uh, being a responsible um, creator. Uh, so it doesn't really, uh, for me, myself, um, I think uh, not only, you know, we have to create the economic benefits to the world, but also we need to make a socially good change to the world as well. So I'm trying to, all my projects I'm doing is trying to solve some social problems as well. So that that's my sort of a personal missions, rather than just really, really go there and fund a startup. I really know what I'm doing. Thank you very much, Eddie. It was a, a big pleasure to have you here today. Uh, and it's every time great to see you here in Hong Kong. So yeah. thank you very much for coming today. Thanks for having me again. Appreciate and, uh, it. Take care and see you soon. Yeah, likewise. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye.